Welcome to the planet Welcome to existence Everyone's here Everyone's here Everybody's watching such a good worship team. Come on, can you give it up for them one more time? That's amazing. 
awesome. They, uh, we said this before, but they sound like a mix of Switchfoot and Jesus had a musical baby, and that's what happened. That's awesome. How you doing today, church? You doing good? Good. I'm so excited. My name is Devin Fry. In case you don't know me, I'm the student director here at Connect. I'm so glad you came to church with us. There's a lot of places you could be on a Sunday, but you chose to be here with us. So it's just an awesome honor and a pleasure to have you. Hey, go ahead. At least high five maybe 10 people around you. We're going to get settled up here. Just get to know some people. Say what's up. My man. <laughs> love it. Love it. You guys doing good today? Feeling good? Hey, listen, I'm a young man. I love to bring some energy and passion. I believe church should be a place that is enjoyed, not endured. Come on, somebody. So I believe you're going to verbally participate with me. Are you guys good with that? We believe here that a dead church, a dead church is a quiet church. We are not a dead church, are we? No, we are a live church. Come on. And we love Jesus up in here. So feel free to verbally participate. I have the honor and the privilege of, uh, or to keep going and continuing our series called Remix. Everybody say Remix. And then right afterwards, just say, wicky, wicky. no, I'm just kidding, don't do that. Super corny, don't do that. But we're in the series called Remix. We're taking mainstream songs, and we're taking some biblical principles out of it. And I have the privilege of doing this today. We have the song, I Dare You to Move. Just go ahead. Everybody say, I dare you to move. Dare just turn to your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I dare you to move. Do with, us, do with some passion. That neighbor was stuck up. Go to the other one. Just say, hey, neighbor, I dare you to move. Dare you to move. Today, I want to issue a challenge to everybody in here, and I just want to ask you and challenge you today is, I dare you to move from your place you are in your faith right now into the next level, to the next level. So I want to ask you, just assess your situation. Where are you? Take inventory of where you're at, and today, I challenge you, I dare you to move. Here's what I've learned about this is there's a lot of people, and one reason people can't get to the next level is because of fear. You ever been fearful before? Anybody ever been in a scary situation before? I remember as a young man, I'd take out the trash on Tuesday nights, wait till the last possible minute because the trash man comes on Wednesday mornings. I ain't getting up at 7.30 because I'm way too pretty for that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I ain't getting up at that time. Uh, so, so I take it at, you know what time, pre- procrastinate as long as I possibly can, 12.30 at night, take it out. It's pitch black out. I'm carrying the trash cans. All of a sudden, I hear the, the bushes rustling. I hear a, a, a stick crack, and I'm like, what was that? What was that? Anybody ever see like a, a crazy uh, rabies rabbit before? Like anything like that? Like I'm freaking out. All my head is thinking, I'm like, I am so scared right now. What happens? You're gripped by fear. You can't move. I find that there's a lot of Christians, there's a lot of people nowadays who can't move because of fear of people, because of fear of failure, whatever it may be. But today I want to challenge you. I dare you to move. Amen. So today I want to direct your attention to Matthew chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, just go ahead and wave it up. If you've got, a, if you've got real Bibles, paper Bibles. Oh yeah, real spiritual people over here. <laughs> Love it. So Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, uh, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. If you're there, say, I'm there. All righty. This is what it says. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. First off, not a very encouraging scripture that Jesus gives us. Okay, he, he's saying, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Can you imagine this? A sheep being sent out into a field by himself, leaving all the other sheep, and he goes into this forest. Can you imagine? Like, he's going to encounter some wolves. He's going to encounter maybe some bites, some pain, some struggles, some fear. So what does Jesus do? He equips us with the next verse, and this verse has been messing with me. It's been changing me from the inside out, and I want to encourage it with you. And he says this, Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes... And be as innocent as doves. 
What a beautiful verse right there. Be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Today, I want to speak to you from the thought, tough skin, soft hearts. So can you just repeat that after me? Everybody say, tough skin, soft hearts. Soft hearts. Here's what I believe. Uh, there's been a pastor that came to me. He said, Devin, what's repeated is remembered. So I'm just going to ask you, anytime I say tough skin, you just say soft hearts, okay? So I say tough skin. Soft tough skin. Soft tough skin. Soft tough skin, soft hearts. I want to speak to you from that thought today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for bringing just these incredible people here, Lord. I pray that they would be worth their investment, that they would leave here better than they came, I pray that you would encourage some people, shore up some people, give them hope and purpose in Jesus' name. I know, God, that it's not my opinion, it's not a good story or a truth that I share that's going to change anybody's life, but it's an encounter with Jesus. And I pray that that would be real and relevant today, God. Uh, speak to us, Lord, for we are listening. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Come on, everybody said? Amen. If you love Jesus, would you just give him a shout of praise really fast up in here? Come on. I love Jesus, man. Hey, quick question for you. Um, has anybody ever offended somebody before? Oh, we got some truthful, honest people up in church today. Uh, has anybody ever been offended by somebody before? Yeah, okay. So, so I know this is real, and this is relevant to everybody. I'm going to share a story I'm not very proud of, so you can't judge me for it, okay? Uh, so you got to see my beautiful girlfriend. She was the MC today, beautiful, awesome. She was amazing. There was a time, though, I offended her. And I'm not proud of this moment, but this was one of those moments where I, I kind of spoke the truth, but I, I regret it, but I kind of don't at the same time. You know what I'm saying, fellas? You know what I'm talking about? So we make a beeline to her car. She says, babe, we're going on a date. Let, or I say, babe, we're going on a date. And, and then she says, let's go to my car. I will take my car. And so we both beeline right to the driver's side seat. And uh, I see her. She sees me. And I'm like, babe, uh, I'll drive. Don't worry about it. I'll drive. She goes, no, I, it's okay. It's my car. I'll, I'll drive. I said, I said, girl, girl, no, it's all right. Like, 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 I'll drive. And then you know when the conversation starts happening and then the, the temperature of the kind of the, the, the thermometer of people, they start to be like, start to get angry a little bit more and more. And so she's like, she's like, gets frustrated. Babe, um, I'm going to drive. And I said, girl, no, you're not. <laughs> and then she, she responds back to me. She says, Why? And then this is when I said it. This is when I said it right here. I said, well, well, honestly, it's because God has a purpose and a plan for my life, and I can't let your terrible driving ruin that, so <laughs> sit in the passenger seat, and I'm going to drive. I said it. I said it. She's not a terrible driver. It's, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave that be, but... I, I said it, okay, and, and she, was, she was certainly offended. I, I, I kind of regret it, but I kind of don't. I drove, let, let me just tell you, I paid for a lot more than dinner that night, okay? I, I paid for a lot more. Um, um, now, before, before you think that, oh, Devin, you're a terrible boyfriend, and, and, I'm, and I'm not, but she ain't perfect neither, okay? I'm just letting you know. Th there was a time where she offended me, okay? And I'm the victim here, people, okay? She hurt my feelings, okay? So we're going on a date Saturday night. Uh, we, have a whole, we have a whole date day planned. It's our one-year anniversary. I'm thinking, i got to have a great idea. Uh, I, so I'm texting friends, and I find out, oh, there's this boating company on the Charles River, so we're going to go to a kayak. We're going to boat. We're going to kayak. We've got a city behind us. Beautiful summer day. It's awesome. Okay, so I'm thinking to myself, like, this, this is a good job, Dave. You did a good job. We're driving there. I tell her what we're doing, and she's like, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Is that it? And I said, um... <laughs> No, you serious? No, not at all, girl. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, what else are we doing? I'm like, uh, 
lunch, maybe, you know, Chick-fil-A, shout out, yeah. Going to lunch, and, and she's like, babe, this is when she said it, okay? She says, she says babe, you're just, you're just not romantic. And I said, I said, girl, what'd you just say to me? I said, you looking at Romeo, girl, what are you talking about? And then I responded, and I kind of guilt-tripped her. I was like, I was like, oh, so I guess I'm going to have to return the roses that I bought you. I wasn't going to give it to you because they were going to be hot in the car and they were going to die because it's so hot right now. But I was going to give it to you later. But since I'm not romantic, I, I won't give them to you. And she goes, are you serious? Oh, my God, that's amazing. You're so romantic. I was like, yeah, that's right. Then I was texting. I was like, yeah, that's right. And then I, and behind the scenes, I was like, mom, I need you to go get me some flowers right now. Don't ask questions. Buy them. I'll buy it. I'll give you cash. Don't worry about it. Okay, love you. Bye. Text. Not proud of it, but I'm the victim. She offended me. <laughs> Have you ever been offended by somebody before? You ever offended somebody before? You know what I find is in our culture and our society, man, people are so easily offended. Man. And nowadays we think because we get offended by people, it's, it's, it's grounds for a divorce. And I'm just talking like with marriage. I'm talking with friendships. We separate from people completely because they offended us. And this is where Matthew 10, 16 comes into play. It's because Jesus is telling us, hey, as Christians, as people, as just people in general, this is relevant to every person, is you need to have thick skin and a soft heart. But nowadays what we find in our culture is we actually have the complete opposite. We have thin skin and a hard heart. I mean, this has got to change. So that's what this message is really dedicated to. So I want to direct your attention to Acts chapter 13 verse, uh, and, and chapter 14. And we're going to study the life of Paul because he exemplifies this exact biblical principle so well. Having thick skin and a, come on, having thick skin and a, thick skin and a, soft heart. Go with me to Acts chapter 13. If you're there, say, I'm there. Wow, you guys know your Bible. Sword drills for life. Come on, somebody. Anybody remember sword drills? Good. I was the best at it. Just kidding. I always had to use the uh, context in the beginning, you know. He's like, hey, go to uh, Ruth. And I'm always in, like, Genesis. I'm like, what, what's going on right now? Okay, so Acts chapter 13, verse 42, it says this. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them, and they urged them to continue in the grace of God. So let me just summarize real fast. These guys see Paul and Barnabas, and they say, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing awesome. The very same people, the next paragraph, look what it says. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. Let me just say as a statement real fast, that is the mission of Connect Community Church, that the whole city would gather to hear the word of the Lord, because that is what changes people's lives. It is not some opinion of a guy, but it is the word of God that changes people's lives forever. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, it's, it's getting this whole city together and seeing people get the love of Jesus Christ transform their lives. That is our mission. That being said, verse 45, when the Jews, when the people saw that this was happening, when the people saw they were successful, what did it say? They were filled with jealousy. Interesting. You ever find somebody who, who they can't celebrate other people's successes, they're just jealous of them? it's bound to happen. And this is what happened to Paul and Barnabas. And I was studying in the scriptures, and I found out in a different, uh, in, in Hebrew, it actually says that word jealousy actually means they hate us because they ain't us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Still didn't go over that well. I'm not going to do it anymore. Verse 49, skipping down, it says verse 49. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. 
But the Jewish leaders inside of the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men in the city, they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So notice this, Paul and Barnabas were just preaching the gospel. They were preaching, repent of your sin and turn to Jesus, and he will make your life like, it's going to be awesome. You're going to heaven. You're going to be in right standing with God. It's going to be amazing. And yet some people just couldn't stand it. They just couldn't stand it. So they expelled him from their city. And so it says in verse 51, they shook the dust off their feet. Come on, somebody say, shake it off. Shake it off. Part of me wanted to play this Taylor Swift song right now and just, like, you know, start to. But I was like, nah, we're not going to do that. Mike obviously wants us to do that. So. so they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them, and they went to the next city. Skipping over to chapter 14, verse 8, it says, in Lystra, there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking, and Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed. Now, that verse spoke to me right there. He said he saw he had faith to be healed. Why? Because your faith shouldn't just be verbal. It should be visible. Yeah. You know, see, if people think you're just a Christian just because you're Facebook, that, that's not really living. People should know you're a Christian from your lifestyle, not just your Facebook. Come on, we need some people who are full of faith, people who exemplify God or Jesus with skin on in their everyday community, in their everyday life. Your faith shouldn't just be verbal, it should be visible. Come on, somebody. So when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in language. They said, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus. Paul they called Hermes because he was a chief speaker. And so they just began to praise these, these guys. They began to praise Paul and Barnabas. They're saying, these guys are incredible. They're amazing. They're awesome. They look a lot like Devin because of Greek God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just a joke. <laughs> I know she's like, oh, my gosh, she's such an idiot. And <laughs> I kind of am sometimes. Skipping down to verse 18. So they're just being humble. Paul and Barnabas are just saying, hey, guys, listen, like, we're nothing special. There's really nothing special about us except that God's on the inside of us. How many know God increases our value? Come on, somebody. Amen. Verse 18, it says, even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing stuff to them. Then verse 19, and I love this passage. It says, then some Jews from Antioch and Iconium came, and they won over the crowd. Why? Because a crowd is fickle. You know, a crowd can be easily persuaded, but a church is immovable. See, one thing I love about Connect Community Church is we are not a crowd. We are a church. Come on, somebody. We are a church. We have full leaders. We have potential. We have purpose on the inside of this place. We are indeed a church. And I'm excited about that because God is doing something great in our midst. He's gonna, we're going to reach more people. We're going to experience the love of God in this place, and we get to do it as a church. Amen? Amen. I, I, just last thought on this is I would much rather have 100 lions than 1,000 lambs. I think what we see nowadays is we have a lot of lions in and down these roads. We got a lot of people, and I want to speak to your purpose and to your potential today because you have more purpose than you think you do. You're a better leader than you think you are. God is better than you think he is. I'm just telling you, you have a lion on the inside of you. Amen. Going down, verse uh, 19b, it says, But they stoned Paul, and they dragged him outside the city, thinking that he was dead. So these guys literally couldn't stand Paul. The very people that were celebrating him in the previous uh, passage are now the ones that are trying to kill him. What does it say? Verse 20, but after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. Awesome. Paul exemplified what? Thick skin and a? He exemplified thick skin and a? I want to give you three thoughts today about the Apostle Paul's life that I think all of us can really relate to. It can help us in life. And here's the first thought. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to write this down. Number one, expect opposition. Now, this is not very encouraging. It's not very awesome to hear, but here's what you need to know. You need to expect opposition. Brace for it because it's coming. John 16, we love this scripture because of the second part. 
Uh, it says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, which is awesome, and that's an awesome thing to focus on the second part. However, it doesn't alleviate the pain that we have from the first part. In this world, we will have trouble. We will face trials. There will be people that hurt us. We're being sent out like sheep among wolves. We're going to encounter some wolves, some betrayal, some pain. In this world, we will have trouble. Here's what you need to know. You need to expect opposition. Things are not going to go as to plan all the time. Expect opposition. Uh, Ephesians 6.12. Let me just read it for you. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the principalities and the authorities of darkness. Here's what I want to say about this. Is so many times we think people are our problem. People are not the problem. People may hurt you, but don't you dare give up on people. Why? Because people are not the problem. Sin is the problem. It's the sinful world and the sinful culture that we live in. People are not the problem. We need to make sure that we as Christians constantly and always believe in people and we keep loving God through the process. What are we called to do? Love God and what? Love people. Don't you dare stop giving up on, don't you dare give up on people. People need you. People need me. I know that. People need you. You should know that people need you so bad and they need to experience love. Why? Because people are running to places where they find acceptance. And most churches do not accept people for who they are. That's why they keep running to the bars. That's why they keep going to that place, because they accept them as they are. If we as a church would just say, you have open arms, you belong here. No matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, no matter the sin you committed last night, you belong here. I'm going off on a tangent right now, but I need to get back to my notes. Here's you got to think. Expect opposition. Come on, turn your neighbor and just say, hey, neighbor, just expect opposition. Turn your other one and just say, hey, you look good. You look good right now. <laughs> expect opposition. Come on, somebody. See, uh, I just wrote this down. You'll be hurt by people, but don't stop loving people. People are not the problem. Sin is. Expect opposition. How do we handle that? We have to have what? Thick skin and a? Thick skin and a? Number two, write this down. Paul modeled it for us so well is we got to learn how to shake it off. Somebody just say, shake it off. And just shimmy with it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Just shake it off. we got to learn how to shake it. Off. See, what did Paul do? Paul went through life, and he had persecution, he had trials, he got exiled, he got banished, he got beat to a pulp, and he still shook it off. What an amazing model. Why? Because most people nowadays, when we go through a little bit of pain, we quit. Man, what an incredible model that he shows for all of us. Don't you dare quit. Learn how to shake it off. I wrote this down in my notes. we got to be bulletproof. Somebody just say bulletproof. Gotta be bulletproof. Put on a bulletproof vest to protect your heart. This is what dad showed me. He just gave me this little illustration. I thought it was so good. See, you're gonna get attacked. You might get hit in the arm, get hit in the leg, but you gotta protect your heart. Protect your heart. Why? Because it's the wellspring of life, is what Proverbs says. It's the wellspring of life. Don't you dare let somebody attack your heart. Be bulletproof. See, bullets can wound you, but you can choose whether or not they're allowed to kill you. One time I had a conversation with somebody. I was after service, I was just counseling them a little bit. And he's like, I've been betrayed by so many people. I just, I don't trust people anymore. And I just said, that, you just let it kill you. You just let it kill you. Why? Because your heart just got so hardened. You just let it kill you. Don't allow pain or struggle or opposition kill you. Be bulletproof. I also wrote this down. Criticism may get on you, but don't you dare let criticism in you. See, because anger might be thrown at you, but don't you dare let anger settle inside your heart. See, people hurt people. We said it, we've heard it many times before. Hurt people, what? Hurt people, hurt people. Don't allow the hurt from somebody else that's get thrown on you. Don't allow that to settle in your heart and make a home there. 
because that is going to kill you from the inside out. What do we need? We need thick skin and we need a, we need soft hearts. Why? Because the world can jade our hearts. It can hurt our hearts. People can betray us. But we need to have a tender heart. That's why we need thick skin. Be bulletproof. Don't allow things or opposition or criticism happen and then affect your heart. One time I had somebody text me. Uh, I need to give you context for this first, but I run the 508. We have a ministry called the 508 here, Youth and Young Adults Ministry on Friday nights. We love it. If you're a young person and you're not there, what are you doing with your life, first of all? Second thing, you got to come. I'm just kidding. Um, so I, we have an incredible team. We've seen incredible things happen thus far. And we've about eight months in, we've seen about 150, 160 people give their lives to the Lord in just that short period of time. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. And God's doing some great. Come on, you ought to give God some praise for that. That's pretty awesome. That being said, we've seen over 160 people give their lives to the Lord, which is incredible. Destinies that were once going to one place are now going to heaven. That's incredible stuff. That's good news for somebody. That being said, we have some opposition every once in a while. We go through some stuff. We have to go through things as a team. I have a core meeting right after this today, and we're going to talk through some of the things that we need to work on and problems we've had. That being said, we've had people who can't stand what we're doing. Why? Because they're full of jealousy. Because maybe they, they, they were for us before, but now they say, oh, I don't have what they have. Stir up controversy. That's what they do. So one time I had a guy who texted me. I don't know how he got my number. I'm not really sure. Uh, texted me this long Isaiah scripture. At the end of it, he said, your ministry is an abomination. You need to repent of your sin. <laughs> and so for me, I, I think what I need to learn how to do better, and this is a ministering to me personally, that I need to learn how to shake it off. Why? Because somebody else's opinion should not thwart my call. You ever been, you remember high school where you, where you go to the teacher, teacher, I need a hall pass, I need to go to the bathroom, I need to go to the bathroom. I, I was most likely, my superlative in high school was uh, most likely to wander the halls. Great, you know. God can change anybody. Hello, I'm just saying. <laughs> You can change me, you can change you, trust me. Teacher, I need, I need a hall pass. Devin, you've been to the bathroom three times this class so far. I had a big thing of water bottle, teacher. Please give me the hall pass. So I get the hall pass, walk in the hall, and, of course, the hall monitor, who's this, like, adult guy, he's like, young man, what are you doing here? I said, check it out, hall pass. I can be here, bro. What's up? Man, I feel like some people just need to show their hall pass and let's say, I'm called by God. God has given me this hall pass. He's equipped me. He has called me. He has given me purpose. He has given me future. Come on, somebody. You are called by God. You got the hall pass. Come on, just give God some praise real fast up in here. You have got the hall pass of God. Oh, man, I'm preaching right now. Don't get me started. <laughs> You've got the hall pass of God. Learn how to shake it off. Somebody just say, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Um, Third thing, last thing, and PDs, you can even come on up here, is Paul, one thing he did, and man, this spoke to me so much. I, I watched him, and in the story, is even when he faced opposition, he still, what did he do? He shook it off, and he went to the next city. So even when people were saying, no, I don't believe in you, I don't trust in you, he still said, no, there's still people I need to reach. What did he do? He remembered the mission. He remembered the mission. Why are you on this planet? I am convinced more and more, and I have not lived a long life. I'm 23 years old, but I am convinced more and more every single day that I am on, not on this planet to make a living, but to make a difference. Yes. Come on, and so are you. You are called to make a difference, and it's time for people. we got to start making availability for other people. We need to start making availability for other people. Man, so many people are so busy nowadays, we can't make a difference in our lives, in our, in our world. Man, I'm just telling you, you are called to glorify God and to love people. Amen. Man, don't forget it. 
Why? Because some people forget that. You know, anybody, any forgetful people in here, anybody forget their keys or their wallet every once in a while? You know, there's one thing you can't afford to forget, and that is why you're on this planet. You are on this planet to glorify God and love people through the whole process. No matter if they bite you, no matter if there's wolves, no matter if you go through pain or struggle or your fear of failure, whatever it is, you cannot afford to stay the same. I dare you to move. I dare you to move. I challenge you, take the next step, take the next level. So what do we learn from Paul? We learn to, what, expect opposition, learn to shake it off, and learn to remember the mission. Don't you dare forget to remember the mission. You know, i just close with this story, but uh, I love this place called Sky Zone, indoor trampoline park, love this place, absolutely love this place. So I go there often, I used to go there often, quite often with my friends, and I have this friend who's like stupid athletic, like ridiculously athletic. Anybody have some friends like that? And then us somewhat athletes, we're like, we all hate that guy because we're so jealous of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the guy, like, he does in real life what I do in video games. Like, that's, that's him. That's him, okay? He's flipping. He's doing all these McTwisty, whatever you call them. I don't even know what you call them. He's doing all these kind of things. And I'm watching. I'm just like, dude, this guy is incredible. I'm going to try it. I try it. Nail my head. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> you know? That's me. Two weeks later, I come back. I come back with a force. I come back with a bunch of friends. I come back with a mission. I said, I'm going to get this backflip. I'm going to do it. Sure enough, I come with all my friends. My mom even comes. She's like, oh, I want to have some fun. I want to flip around. Yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> just kidding. I love you, mom. That's not what you sound like. Don't spank me or whatever you do, grab me. I don't know. So, uh, so she comes. My mom's flipping all over the place. She looks like Flipper. I don't know. It just came to me. She's, she's flipping all over the place, okay? And all my friends are like, Dad, are you serious? You're like so not athletic, man. Your mom's totally killing you right now. Are you serious, bro? That's what my friends sound like. I need to get new friends, okay? I'm so, I'm so mad. So I see her doing this stuff, and I, I start to do some backflips. I'm, I'm starting to try. Laying on my shoulder, laying on my other shoulder, laying on my head once. I'm like... I'm hurt, man. I'm in pain. I'm struggling right now. And then there was a moment, I remember, no, I came here, and I am not leaving. I am not leaving until I get my backflip. Man, I hope some of you guys remember today, you are not on this planet simply to just go through life and suck up air. Even if you go through pain, even if you go through struggle, don't forget the mission. Don't you dare forget the mission. Love God and what? Love people. How do you do that? I dare you to move today. How do you do that? You can't be crippled by fear or pain. You gotta have thick skin. You gotta have thick skin. You gotta have thick skin and you gotta have a soft heart. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much today for what you're doing in our midst. I ask, Lord, that you would use this message and you would seal in people's hearts. That they would leave here equipped, ready, prepared for opposition. We know we're gonna face it. It's biblical. It's gonna happen. But God, I pray you would brace us. Help us to brace for this kind of stuff. We know that pain is coming, but God, you are better than our pain. You give us peace in our circumstances, and I pray for the peace of God over every single person in here right now. If they're facing opposition, if they're facing struggle or trial, give them the peace of God, supernatural peace that surpasses understanding in Jesus' name. And right now, God, I pray that whatever was thrown at people, whether it was a teacher back in the day, whether it's just trials or circumstances or issues they're going through in life right now, I pray that they would learn how to shake it off. Shake it off, God. Give them bulletproof vests, supernatural bulletproof vests, that they're not going to allow criticism or hatred or anger or pain get inside their hearts, but it would be protected because it's the wellspring of life. And God, we ask you to soften hearts right now. Soften hearts. For people who have been betrayed, who have been hurt, soften them in Jesus' name.
And lastly, God, I pray that you would remind people, give them a Holy Spirit reminder that they are on this planet to make a difference and to make a change. And they are equipped, they are called, they are qualified because God lives inside of them. In Jesus' name. Now, everybody just keep your heads bowed and eyes closed still. I just want to ask that you would respect your neighbor to your left and to your right. But I said in the beginning, I issued a challenge. I dare you to move to the next level of your faith. And so today, if you don't have a faith, you don't know where your trust lies, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, and I'm not asking you a personal relationship with religion, that is not what I'm asking. There's a huge difference between the two. I'm asking you, if you, have a per, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, now is your time. So I'm going to just count to three, and I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand boldly and say, that's me. I want to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, and I want to go to heaven. If that's you, then one, Jesus loves you and he died for you. Two, today is your day for salvation. I dare you to move. Three, raise your hand now boldly and declare, that's me. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand. I see your hand. Is there anybody else? I see your hand, buddy. Thank you, man. I see your hand in the back right there. I see your hand back there. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you, buddy. You can put your hands down. Thank you so much. Now, just repeat this prayer out loud uh, with me. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, you will be saved. That's good news. So just say this after me. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin, and I ask you into my heart. I turn from my old ways, and I turn to your ways. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying for me. And I ask you, God, to develop in me thick skin and a soft heart. In Jesus' name. Now, God, I pray for every single person here. Seal this message in our hearts. May we be forever changed and forever different. In Jesus' name. And come on, everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much.